0: One, there it is. Woo. What up, ladies and gents? Happy. Wait, is today Thursday?
1: Yes, Holy, it is.
0: Holy, it is. It is S H I T, ladies and gents. So happy it's Thursday. <laughs> so happy
1: it's Thursday
0: with some San Diego Locos. So here we go.
1: Shut up and sit down.
2: The Business Bros Podcast was created for you.
1: business
2: bros (laughs) yeah
0: the sweet sound of the beginning part of the business bros podcast and even though it's a little difficult for you guys to see james is gonna drop some fire
1: oh yes burn in the background there ladies and gentlemen it is a beautiful so happy it's thursday right here in san diego and here on the business bros pod it is just heating up our guests today i see, i wrote this for one person but our guest today uh <laughs> you know what i'm i'm gonna talk about the one that actually signed up because that's what it's all written for so our guest today is not your typical real estate agent can she help you buy or sell a home of course she can but that's not what makes her special or great our guest today comes from a place of service in a way very few real estate agents do Years ago, our guest found herself in a terrible position. She was struck with a debilitating illness and had no choice but to sell her home and squeeze every penny that she could from it in order to keep herself financially afloat as she recovered. Once she was healthy again, she knew that she wanted to be in the business of helping others solve their housing problems. If your home is causing you stress, our guest wants you to know that you have options, and she genuinely wants to help you. So joining us today from Relief Realty, a family company, give a very warm welcome to Deborah Tamara, and... Wes! <laughs> All right,
0: the live studio audience is happy to see you guys. Welcome to the show,
3: all right.
0: <laughs> All right, let's 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 just get to it. All right, let's, let's go around the horn here and, uh, and and let's dive into this. Deborah, I want you to tell me a little bit about who you got around you and what this team is comprised of.
3: Okay, I'm Deborah C. This is my sister, Tamara McAnally. Hi. And then you have Wes there in the other screen, Wes McAnally. Wes is my nephew. Of course, I said Tamara's my sister. Tamara is Wes's mom. Uh, we all work together in real estate, which is absolutely wonderful. We have a great time. Uh, Wes and I have been together for, gosh, Wes, how, it's been about six years now. Yeah, by, I think about six. Five, uh, yeah. almost six. Yeah. Uh, Wes and I have been together about five or six years now. Tamara just recently joined forces with us uh, to take on some of our real estate leads. We've just gotten too busy we she needs to take on some buyers from us and things and we're just having a really good time we flip houses we buy and sell real estate with traditional buy you know buyers and sellers we we do all kinds of stuff we're having a great time
0: all right, well, everybody, welcome to the show. I want to get a little bit into what's going on here in the San Diego market. It's not always that I get a San Diego agent or a San Diego flipping team here uh, on the show anymore. Now we've been doing a lot of more, a lot more stuff across the country, which is super cool. But now we get to talk about this home nitty gritty stuff. Uh, what are you okay. guys seeing market-wise? You're in the flip game. I used to be in the flip game for a while, and then I pulled out. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to get caught with my pants down. It makes me super nervous that you know we're past that 10-year cycle uh, for for flipping homes. Uh, what do you guys like? Wh- why are you Why are you do you continue to do it? How's it working? How's the market for you? I know there's a lot of questions, but uh, here we go. <laughs> well,
3: we're being cautious. We're being We're being very cautious. We're the market's crazy right now. I mean, it's Complete nonsense. I just put something new on the market last night, and I think we've had 30 showings today alone. It's like you can't even put
4: something active. It gets sold and coming soon, or even before that.
3: <laughs> it's just complete craziness. I mean, people oh. are falling over each other. 100%. I put a, I put a home in the
0: market. We went into escrow within like a week or two. It was, it was super quick, right? Multiple offers. And then oh, yeah. uh, it the buyer couldn't perform. We got out of escrow, put it on the market, Two days later, we're back in back in escrow. It's hot like that, and I got two more listings coming up uh, in the next in the next uh, few weeks here. And when I talk to sellers, I'm telling them the same thing. I'm like, look, right now, right now is the time to take advantage of it. Right now is the time that you need it to make your way out. So you know. What what do you what do you see when it comes because you're working on some fixers right so I got a I got a property coming up very soon that is not in the tip top shape condition uh, and it's going to either need some work or somebody to come in as an investor what are you guys doing when you when you have realtors who have properties like that
3: well at, we certainly we would like to buy them as is it it really depends on the situation with the market is crazy. It is right now. It's an opportunity. I mean, people are buying them. Traditional homeowners are buying them. We're finding it's a little more difficult to buy fixers right now because owner occupants are buying them. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're falling over themselves to buy anything right now because the inventory is, is really tough. So, uh, we're working hard. You just put the question of what are we doing for fixer uppers right now? I think we're gonna have to ask Wes, Wes, Wes is our primary fixer-upper finder. So (laughs) what are you doing for finding fixer-uppers right now, Wes? Uh,
4: Probably just mainly uh, creating relationships with uh, uh, real estate agents. Um, I mean, we're doing mailers, sending those out to homeowners, but I mean, our primarily source of um, fixtures right now is probably real estate agents. I mean, we're doing mailers, we're doing email, we're doing text. Um, not so much on the MLS just because people are just bidding those things up so high to where they don't make sense for, for someone actually looking to make money. I mean, I don't know what people are doing, paying these crazy prices for those properties, but, um, yeah, we're getting most, most of our stuff off market right now from, from agents with pocket listings or direct from seller.
0: How much time are you spending on the on the prospecting space? I mean, uh you know, depending on the brokerage you go to, they're gonna have different prospecting strategies. Ooh, Debbie's the best. Woohoo, go girl. You know, everybody has different prospecting strategies. Uh, what is, what is your guys' strategy? What are you doing to drum up new business? Because I know you know, COVID hit and a lot of things changed. The way we, you know, we can't have open houses the way we used to. There, you know. So generating client leads that way is almost out the window. We had to almost revamp the way we do our prospecting. If you're, if you're a hundred percent in the real estate space, what are you guys doing to generate leads and stay on top of your game?
4: I mean, I think when COVID hit, it kind of opened up a lot of business for us just because the, uh, the buyers that were in escrow, I think they got scared and we were a little more confident. So we went in and, and up offer on all these properties and, and last month, I mean, would we close thirteen escrows?
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're,
4: and we've already closed like five this month. So I mean, it's weird. We're actually busier than we've ever been, and. Damn!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was just counting. We have seventeen under rehab. Seventeen houses under rehab right
0: now. Damn! That deserved a second one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: so we okay. Just- Covid hit a lot of a lot of investors stopped buying and we definitely got more cautious certainly because who knew what was going to happen we we definitely got concerned and we stayed away from high-end stuff for sure so uh we got we got more cautious but we didn't stop buying and i'm glad we didn't because now all the things that we continued to buy we're selling in the height of the market right now and we're and it. it's been really really
0: good for us so what's a, what's your sweet spot right now if, you, if you're looking for yeah. uh i mean obviously inventory is super low i did a i did a uh A CMA uh, the other day, just looking in a small area and it was like the average, the average days on the market was like seven days in this particular area. I was like, that's ridiculous. But you know, so inventory is low, obviously, but what's your, what's your uh, sweet spot right now that you're looking for when you're looking for these investment properties? What are you looking for? uh, You know, obviously you're flipping them, but um, is it, is it based on the rental market that you're looking at? Is it based on the purchase price? Is it based on the after repair value? What are you guys looking at right now?
3: Gosh, we Basically, really repair
0: yeah.
4: just work backwards from that. Uh, what were you gonna say, Deborah?
3: No, I was just gonna say we really we don't discriminate when it comes to making money. So anything that makes sense that we can flip and turn. Um, so we'll buy something that doesn't need a lot of work, and we call it wholesaling. It just going in. You say maybe. carpet carpet, and paint, but just like flooring and paint, just basically maybe some countertops, something like that. Uh, but w- we'll also do take it down to one wall, add complete square footage, add an ADU, do big $350,000 renovations. We're in the uh, business of money. <laughs> yeah, we'll do anything. And we've done very expensive couple million dollar projects, and we've done the manufactured homes, $100,000 manufactured homes. So we really, you know, we have a wide gamut, which allows us to have 17 projects because we we work with other investors too. So um, we, it keeps us really busy. We, we, we diversify that way We we don't keep, a lot of investors have their little pocket that they work in. They stay within their gamut that they work in and our, our grouping of what we work with is wider so we're we get more creative well let's talk about that
0: 17 deals or 17 projects underway that's that's a huge fee when you talk to a normal agent they're gonna close you know especially here in san diego maybe you know 10 deals at the most and that's really good for you to be doing 10 deals as a as an agent here in in california you got 17 under contract right now um how do you manage that i mean tell me a little bit about you know managing on the day-to-day tell me a little bit about finding the financing and keeping track, every single one of those projects, there's something going on. And if you've ever opened a wall in in any flip, anything can happen at that point. How are you managing 17 at one time?
3: Yeah, so we don't do them all completely on our own. So we partner with other investors. uh, And so we work with other teams. We joint venture with other teams. Um, So we've worked with other... Other investors like Brian Daly. You probably know Brian Daly, the San Diego homebuyer. We work with him often. Uh, we work with other. There's other several investors that we work with uh, on the regular that we partner together and, and and work together on things. And so there's there's other people in place that can help manage. We can't we can't do that many projects completely on our own. We, That's not, we that sounds places. like
0: a yeah, that sounds like you got some systems in place. We do. Right? I mean, we
3: do. and we have we have a whole team. Um, we have con- several contractors. We have South County contractors, North County contractors. We have Tamara. We have myself. We have two assistants. Um, we have designers. We have you know we have we have a whole team uh, of of people that we work with. So we keep we keep really busy and always working hard. Hey, Eric.
0: Super shout out to Eric Gilman. He's part of our. uh, He he uh, Mm -hmm. just a shout out to Eric. Uh, He's he's the the Cutco guy that you need to go to for all your closings. Just a big shout out. Oh my god, I love my Cutco. By the way, love it, right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys know, but he's part. He he is the Batman in our 5 a.m. club. So we have a 5 a.m. club club called the Justice League, and so there's Uh a group of us. It started off with a very few, but now we're about what what would say, James? Like eight, nine of us that wake up every morning.
1: Yeah, something well, like that. At least, at least, yeah, I eight, am- nine, sometimes as much as twelve. I mean, but I the guy inspired- you.
0: Yeah, you're not joining us. All right, fair enough. Yeah, we 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 know what our limits are, right? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am not a morning person. I am a roll out of bed, say nine o'clock kind of girl. <laughs> it is what it
0: is. You know what? Well, okay. So so speaking of you know our own individual characteristics, right? Yeah. You guys are all family working together. I know what it's like to work with with, with a family member. I mean, the guy's here all the time. What are you time. trying
1: to say? Yeah, exactly,
0: right? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we, have a, we have a pretty good working dynamic, right, where, where I'm very uh, overview when it comes to business. I got an idea. We should implement this. And he breaks real quick. He's like, yo, you know, that's yeah. a great idea. There are 10 steps that we need to take advantage of to make sure that this happens. So I know what it's like to work with somebody who has different personality types that you're related to what's that experience been like for you and before deborah starts talking i want to know tomorrow's experience first
3: it's good we all get along really well and um, we laugh and joke with each other and our relationship at the end of the day we're we're best friends so it works really well for us
0: even even seeing your son every day working with wes every day He's the best.
3: That's bad. Come on. Yeah, he, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, we
4: have fun. We have fun. It's great. It's great.
3: That's go for sure. <laughs> our other sister is our assistant. So we talk to her every day, too. There's three girls. We all grew up together. And we're literally best friends, all three of us. And we work together. Like, our livelihood of our families are completely reliant on the three of us working together every day. It's
0: the coolest thing in the entire universe. All right. Let me, let me ask, let me ask the, the, uh, the male in this situation. Now, yes. Growing up, mom had to have gotten on your case for a bunch of stuff, right? I didn't clean your, you didn't clean your room or are you doing your own laundry or whatever it is? It now you're all grown up. No. you talking
3: about it, was the perfect child. The
0: perfect child. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, because we're live, we got to say that, right? We got to say that.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: So, so, you know, working with mom now is a whole different dynamic. Now you're dependent on, on other things. She's not telling you, I don't know, maybe she is still telling you to do your laundry. I have no idea, but uh, what's it like working with mom and in a professional setting versus growing up with mom, you know, in, in a, in a household?
4: Yeah. I mean, growing up with my mom, I mean, she was my friend. It wasn't like I was being punished or anything. She was teaching me how to clean my room rather than punishing me for it. So it's more like, We've been kinda of working together this whole time and, and working in real estate. It's kinda of like we're, you know, it doesn't feel like one person is more superior than the other. It just kind of still feels like a team effort.
3: I believed well, in you for a long time, okay? There you
0: go, there you go.
3: Well, she had him young. She got married really young. I mean, look at her, look at how young she looks. I mean I look, she's five years older than me and I look like twenty years older than her. don't tell anybody but (laughs) she looks so young doesn't she but she had him young so they were like they're really close they're 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 they get along really well so it's i mean we all i don't know we were raised like by my mom raised us to be really close Mm -hmm. and to get along
0: that's definitely a good thing. So let me ask. Let me ask the question. You guys have been do- doing uh, some family stuff. Everything is going well. Have you had to go through any tough times as a family uh, in in when it comes to business?
3: Yeah. Can I tell him about when you left me, Wes? <laughs> yes. Well, please
4: do. To <laughs> <laughs> be fair, um, we had a little bit
3: of a slowdown for a little bit and Wes decided he was going to open a different business and so he left me for a little bit and that didn't go his way. It didn't work out and he came back to me and so I missed him incredibly and my business wasn't as good. We are fired together. We do tremendously better and that's what I was on your podcast another time with another business associate at the time um, when I wasn't working with Wes for a little bit and just trying other things, and that didn't work out. When West and I together as business partners, are they, fire. They rock. Yeah, two of them together.
0: Just a little yeah.
3: bit. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, Wes,
0: they- uh, Just so you know, I've had both ends of the family uh, tree there. Uh, James did ditch me when he was uh, when we started our first business, and he joined the navy, took off for like eight years. Uh, so that that happened, right? But also, uh, one of the main reasons I got it, I got my real estate license is because my aunt was a real estate agent up in L.A. and she was doing, you know, she was crushing it over there, and she kept, you know, telling me like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. We were flipping at the time. I was like, all right, fine, I'll get my license so I can keep my commission. That, that was the whole idea behind getting my license. So, but she's that been a motivating. Great. Yeah, yeah, but she's been a motivating factor in 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 uh in my professional career too. She's the reason why I got into taxes, she's the reason why I got into uh into real estate. She's she's been one of those uh instrumental pieces of my life to push me in that direction. So Wes, now you're in it. Now you've been doing it for a while. Any regrets or any lessons or anything you would tell somebody who who's just getting started or maybe even working with family?
4: Yeah, don't uh don't try something else. Stay with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're scoring points. That's what's going on here. right? You're trying to score points. <laughs> I got to go home for dinner. That's what's going on here.
3: <laughs> no, yeah, me this and, and them,
4: we, we crush it together. I mean, we uh, we complement each other in um, in the business setting, and you know, we we kind of know exactly what each other's roles are, so we can make sure that each transaction goes super smooth and everyone's happy and you know, most of all, the the seller getting the cash that they need because that's usually the case.
0: Mm-hmm. All
3: right. They well, they, they do, and I enjoy watching the two of them together. They they complement each other really well. So Wes is the king of acquisitions. Wes Wes is the greatest at relationship building and finding fixers and just oh my gosh, he's he's my acquisition king. Like, there's nothing but king. Like, he needs a crown. (laughs) Royalty.
0: Huh? Royalty.
3: Royalty, for sure. And then I do, so he does the front side of the fixers, and I do the back side of the fixers and list them. And then together, we both do traditional real estate as well. So uh, we flip, we buy, sell the flips, and then we do traditional real estate as well. And so uh, Wes, I think you're at what 30 sales for the year and I'm at like forty nine of the year so far. And
4: uh yeah, though. I mean the the ones that we get off market, I think I got like twenty more off market that's not on the MLS, but yeah. <gasps> <laughs> oh well, I
3: mean, pretty busy. We been pretty busy, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. We really, you know, the biggest part of what we do is we really enjoy it. It's like passion for us. I literally don't work anymore. I used to work. I used to own hearing aid clinics and I had a really good career doing that. I didn't hate it at all. I did really well financially, but it wasn't my passion. And then when I got ill, I had to stop that for a while. And I'm glad that that happened to me because I I don't look backwards because this the transition into real estate was freaking the best thing that ever happened.
0: Well, okay, so so let's let's talk about the whole team thing, right? And and having it as a business, um, you you had the hearing aid clinics for a while. You transitioned over here. One of the things I know that happens, and it's not spoken about a lot in the real estate space, is. Uh, agents get pressured to create massive teams, to to grow teams, and and all all that is well and good if it's done correctly. But what often happens is the green the teams tend to grow too rapidly, and they end up showing very little profit. The profit margins are low. Yeah, everybody boasts about the number of deals that they close and the total, you know, the total gross uh, sales that they do. But when it comes down to it the bottom line is the bottom line. It's the profitability that your company has. Uh, How, how have you guys been able to maintain uh, a profit margin for your, for your company, even though you're adding, you know, you have your family teams, you have your own lifestyles. Um, How are you able to balance that sort of stuff?
3: So the team thing's funny. Uh, I'm actually on a team. I'm on a separate team. We don't have a team I started, we tried the whole team thing back in the day. We were going to run a team, and that is for the birds. That's way too much work. I, you know, anyways, that's a whole separate conversation. But um, I'm on a team. I'm on Dean Aguilar's team, Dean Aguilar Group. Woo hoo! rushing Aguilar. it, by the way.
0: Big shout out to Dean. If yes. you guys don't, but let me let me uh, cut you off here for a second. If you guys aren't following Dean on Instagram uh, and yeah. and following him with the, with uh, with Sharon, like they're putting out so much valuable content, so much valuable information um it's it's great for content creation and and just blowing up so big shout out to your leader over there dean aguilar and and aphrodite they're doing some tremendous things
3: dean and aphrodite are the bomb they're just so wonderful speaking of aphrodite she is i mean we're both top one percent in san diego but my business niche is so different than hers and she has taught me so much oh my gosh the woman is a wealth of knowledge she's amazing but i'm on the dean aguilar group team And I'm on it because I love the team. I'm enjoying it. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So don't have to be on a team, but I want to, and I enjoy it very, very much. Uh,
0: what benefits are you getting from being on a team? Especially, like I mean, you, know, you can continue talking about what Dean does out there, but a lot of his training, training materials, and what, how he implements uh, those types of different strategies, and how he shares those with his team. How's that? How's that helped you in growing your company?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of the training that comes from Dean and Aphrodite it just kind of it's it. You know, mm-hmm. connecting with people that are strong, like-minded individuals does help you grow always. And then having the camaraderie of the team uh, just really helps me it, it motivates me, it keeps me passionate every day. And so, then how about, how about on
0: a side note, West, tomorrow, how how are you guys benefiting from uh, from Deborah being on that team? Is there any insight that you can give me from seeing what she does out of, outside of there or maybe on your on your team, West?
2: Go ahead, West. It
0: makes
4: her happy. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Now I'm uh no she she likes the team team setting. Um, you know she likes helping people probably more than other people helping her, so I think that gives her a sense of joy to you know help out the rest of the team and kind of be like the the mama bear that she is. so uh, I'm happy that that she's happy on the team mama bear. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to be on a team. I, I'm all good, but I mean, if you want to be on a team,
0: <laughs> more, more powerful <laughs> he's like i already tried the solo route i'm i'm good you you are my team yeah. you are my team
3: yes i am his team
0: That's all i need
3: we're his tribe.
0: Exactly. All right. So what's the plan for the future here? Uh, you know, I don't know how long this this hot market's going to last. Um, I don't know. I don't have a magic crystal ball to tell you pretty much anything. However, I do know that most businesses have a specific plan that they're shooting towards. What's your What's your goal? What are you trying to achieve here in the next few years?
3: Wow. Good question. Do you want to answer that, Wes, or you want me to? Run it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just to keep going, what we're doing, basically, uh, get more efficient every day. We try to work on our efficiency, uh, just to be more and more efficient, working on our systems. Um, the future for us is to grow into multifamily. That's eventually that's where we're going to be. And having a little bit more of a portfolio, I want to, to hold some of our projects in our entity.
0: Mm. So that,
3: eventually we're going to keep some of what we're flipping. We're going to flip them to ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, Cause you know, Let's face it. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. I love having a commission check. It is probably one of the greatest uh, feelings in the world when a when a deal closes, especially if it's a a crazy one, right? And it's like you're you're working on a contingency of some sort, or you know hiccups here and there, like they never happen in real estate, right? But when you finally close, it's it's always a great deal. And there's a lot of people who make a lot of money in real estate, but in the real estate space as agents we forget to do some of the simple things like pay our taxes, like put money away for our future, right? And our future investments. And we spend all our time dealing with today and enjoying today that we don't, that we don't really think about that future. So when you get into that, that, that mindset of getting the multiple doors, having those, those, uh apartment complexes, are you, are you, do you have your eye on something specific? Are you looking to uh, develop a cash flow stream? Are you looking to hold a certain amount of doors? Is there anything specific that you're, Shooting for in your future?
3: Uh, just the cash flow stream to cover my basic necessities in life. Um, all of the investors that we work with that are what I would consider wealthy investors, not just there's a difference between having a lot of money and being wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know? So 100%. those that are wealthy that have almost endless supply of money, they have a lot of cash flow investments that just continuously have money that are managed for them and just flow the cash for them where they don't have to work. They still flip houses because they want to and they enjoy it and they enjoy the continuous cash flow as well. But their cash flowing properties pay all their bills and then some. So that's that's really my goal is to get there. And and I'm working on it slowly, but that's, I think that's where we as a company wanna get Wes, right? Is where um, we have some wealth built up there and and we're getting there slowly one at a time.
0: So Kiyosaki, uh, Robert Kiyosaki defines wealth as the number of days you can move forward without anyone physically working in your home. So he, he uses the example. He's like, if I have $3,000 in savings and my expenses are $1,000 a month, I have three months worth of wealth, right? I'm three months wealthy. Uh, and so what you're describing is is that unlimited wealth. And, and it's funny that you say that because I, know, I you know my background is in taxes and I would sit down with clients that make quarter of a million dollars a year, $300,000 a year, but they're just as broke as the other guy I'm doing his taxes he makes $50,000 a year. His broke looks different, right? His broke looks with an it looks like a fancier house and a nicer car, but it's still paycheck to paycheck and the the fact that you're going after the whole the, that cash flow game because, you know, that's that's really what it comes down to. It, it, when we talk about retirement, we have that same argument. Retirement is not an age problem, it's a cash flow problem. As soon as you figure yeah. out the cash flow problem, you're set. And you know, it's it, when it comes to the 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 wealthy continuing to do stuff, I think that that comes down to purpose. And I think that's what I see in you guys is, is you have a purpose, right? We, we need to, as human beings, wake up every day and have something that we want to do. Whether we wake up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. or roll out of bed at 9, it doesn't really matter. It's what happens <laughs> when we get up, right? When we finally do get up, what are we doing with our day? If we don't have a purpose, that's when I think that's when we die. That's when we yeah. slowly either either decay ourselves or fall into manic depressions or whatever it is. Absolutely. No matter what your purpose is, whether it's to help or make a profit or whatever, as long as that's your guiding principle, this is what you're doing every day. It's fun. And it sounds like you guys are having fun.
3: We're having a great time. We're having a great time. We have a we definitely have a purpose every day.
0: All right. Any last minute stuff that you guys want to want to share? Uh, how about I drop in the, the Instagrams real quick to make sure that uh, our listeners know that they can follow you because I'm sure that you guys are going to drop some information in your, in your social media when it comes to listings that you might have, when it comes to uh, investment opportunities. So tell me a little bit about what we can find on your social media platforms.
3: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Um, But honestly, I'm more on Facebook, just Deborah C on Facebook. Uh, and I do post uh, listings on Facebook and just things that are are happening. To be honest, I'm, I'm I'm not as good on social media as I should be, but I would love for people to reach out. I'm very social when it comes to on the phone. If anybody wants to reach out or call me, my num- can I get my phone number? Yeah, of course. Okay. My phone number is 760 715 4295. That's 7607154295. If anybody has a fixer that you have somebody that needs to sell quickly or any type of situation that you need to to sell as is, a fixer, we totally want to see it and we're totally interested. If somebody needs to buy or sell, I would love to talk with them. We can crush it either direction.
0: Wes? How are you doing on social media? Now, I'm going to tell you this. Dean heard you say that you're not know, doing you really know. well on social media. Thank so I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to lay that out there right now. We heard you. Dean heard you say you're not well on social media. That's oh not something God, you I should be. So that, the Dean Aguilar team and not good on social media, do not mix. Just throwing that out there. I, <laughs> mean, I, post
4: more. I mean, I post like pictures of my family and stuff, but I think I need to um, – definitely be on Facebook more and and you know kind of put coming soons and and kind of follow Deborah's lead on that because she uh, she crushes it on Facebook she gets deals off there she finds clients I mean so I definitely need to definitely need to step my game up in the Facebook world for sure.
0: I know, I know. Facebook is for for those older people. That's what my, that's what my younger <laughs> people
1: talk about. I don't that oh, Facebook. That's,
0: that's for old. the old people. I'm like, you better be nice, dude, because you're gonna grow up in a little while, and guess where you're gonna be on Facebook? <laughs> right? That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna be on Facebook. It's okay. I it's okay. The
3: ones that can afford to buy a house. Come on. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: It's not where the old people hang out. It's where the real people hang out. Where you at? Where you at?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys. Hey, I had a blast having you guys on the show today. Thanks for coming on and, uh, and and having, you know, just being open and, and, you know, picking little, throwing little zingers at each other. But, uh, you can tell that you guys, you guys are a great loving family. You guys work well as a team. And yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, just yeah. a, just a reminder. It is SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. And, uh, <laughs> Check out all our all our uh, subscribe to to check out the show so you guys can check it out live. Make sure you can leave comments and uh, check us out on YouTube at business bros pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace.
2: Bye bye. And we're out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the business bros podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?